You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. strange familiars. If you've seen something strange, something paranormal, a cryptid, a ghost, a UFO, and you'd like to tell your story on the podcast, you can email us, strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. We got a great show tonight. We are talking with Carlos, who has a story about three entities that were wearing plaid. It may or may not have been an abduction scenario. And he shares a bunch of other stories with us as well. Strange Lights, a story about his mother seeing Flannel Man repeatedly, black dogs, and more. Been getting a lot of really interesting Flannel Man stories lately. There's definitely a twist to some of these. People who have experienced something else, maybe they've seen a UFO or they saw a Sasquatch somewhere else, and then they're contacting me with these stories of like, hey, I saw this guy who was wearing red flannel, and I didn't know it was a thing. And I just thought he was a normal guy. These are really, really interesting stories. They're seeing Flannel Man in weird situations, but, you know, it appears to be a normal man. These aren't sightings in their bedroom or when they're sleeping or anything. They might be driving down the road and they'll just see a guy in flannel in a weird kind of situation. I've even been contacted by another person who saw a Flannel Man with one eye. So I'm compiling all those. I'll get as many as I can on the show. In the meantime, we can hear Carlos's stories. We're talking with Carlos, who has a possible flannel man or flannel entity encounter that leads to a, a possible abduction experience. It's really wild, really interesting. Before we get into it, did, did you have any clue that these these flannel or plaid entities were a thing you know that other people had experienced 
Not at the time. No, it was uh, this was back in 2014. I don't know how when your first Flannel Man episode was, but I didn't start listening to your podcast till maybe like two years ago, mm-hmm. maybe three. But yeah, this happened to me back in 2014. I didn't. I had no idea anyone else had experienced any flannel, anything to do with Flannel Man. Uh, my mom actually has stories about it that she told me recently. She had never told me before, and I told her. I was going to come on the podcast and tell my story. And she's like, oh, well, I used to see, you know, she told me her story. And I could tell it a little bit later if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll add hers to the canon. But uh, I guess we'll start out with yours. So what year did you say that happened again? 2014. Okay. Go ahead and, and walk us into the story. Okay, so at the time I was living with my parents, uh, I was living in a guest house on the same land that my parents had their house on, it actually was only a few, maybe like 20 yards from the main house. And this was about a week, two at the most before I got married. So I was living in the guest house and I would come home relatively late, like one in the morning because I used to do security guard work. So Mm -hmm. I'd come home and, you know, play some video games, until I got too tired and then went to bed. I didn't have to go to work till the next day around 4 or 5 p.m. So I kind of had all morning to sleep. So I would play video games and just kind of get out of the out of my system before I got married. <laughs> yeah, so this particular night, I think I had fallen asleep with the TV on. Well, I, I would tend to do that because I just get too tired and just end up falling asleep. But the sound of my parents calling my name woke me up in the middle of the night and I didn't know what time it was, but I assumed it was, it, it was late because I, like I said, I would come home at 1am, 2am sometimes and play video games. So I knew it was late and the urgency, the, the tone they had was like an urgent come outside type of, they were just calling me Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. And I woke up and I was like, something's wrong. Why, why would they be calling me with such urgency and, and so late? So I, oh, so yeah, so I woke up and the, the TV was uh, static, you know, like classic horror movie. You wake up and the TV's like staticky. Right. So uh, I went to check my phone to see what time it was. And you know how on iPhone, if you press the wake button, it'll, it'll show you like whatever the, your home screen is or your lock screen, I mean. Mm-hmm. So I was pressing it, and it would flash on and then turn off right away, super fast. I couldn't see what time it was. It would just go right to black again. And I kept pressing it, and it would do the same thing over and over. So I kind of left that, and I, I went to my watch because I was wearing, like, a Casio-style watch, you know, with the little green light that, that popped up. Right. So I hit the bread, I hit the button to show me the, the light, to turn the light on to show me the time. And it turned green, but there were no numbers on it. It was just green and a blank green screen on there. So the tone and the urgency, I was just like, okay, whatever. Whatever time it is, I'm I'm getting up up out of bed. The way the guest house was laid out, it was towards the back of the main house. And it was like within, like I said, 20 yards from the main house. So if I open the door from the guest house, I can see the back porch, and I can see my my parents' back porch and steps coming down, and there was like a courtyard in between the guest house and the uh, main house. So I go to the door, and as soon as I open it, this wind is like blowing really, really, just blowing everything. Hard, hard wind is blowing, and there was a tarp that would cover the top of that was covering from the main house to the guest house, kind of covering the the courtyard because it was raining and we were going to have people over. So my dad threw a tarp over that. Mm-hmm. That was just blowing in the wind very wildly. So on their back porch was, I, I'm getting chills just even telling it. It was a taller entity and a shorter entity. And they were saying my name, Carlos, Carlos, even after I saw them, but they were using my parents' voice. It was my dad and my mom's voice. That's so coming from, Yeah, coming from that direction. And they were wearing 
like a plaid, like head to toe plaid skin suit almost. It was like really tight skin suit, red and black plaid. And they were like even like gesturing me to come using my parents' voice. So I knew it wasn't them, but something told me to go over there. Like something inside of me was just like, okay, step outside. So as soon as I stepped outside, like off to the right of me, like right outside my door was an even taller, a third one wearing the same plaid jumpsuit. And as soon as I saw him, I heard this loud vibration kind of like, have you ever heard like a reverb or like a bass feedback mm-hmm. from an amp? Oh yeah, yeah. Like like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. So that happened, and I I just hit the floor and I felt this this pressure on top of me, keeping me down. And the more I tried to get up, the more this pressure pushed me down. So at this point, I I know it's not my parents. I know something crazy is going on. But I still reach out towards these entities that were on, at the back porch of my parents' house. I was reaching out and I was asking them to help me, or I was telling, I was saying, "Why aren't you help me, helping me?" And they even came close to me. And I, I remember very vaguely; it was almost like a haze over, over just my vision. They came like almost face to face, and they tilted their their heads like simultaneously to get a closer look at me, but I, there were no facial features I can remember, like nothing specific. It, but I do remember them coming up close to me and tilting their head as I was asking them for help. So this pressure kept kept pushing me down more and more and more, and I couldn't breathe. It was just like a heavy, like just a heavy pressure on top of me, and my breath got shallower and shallower and shallower, and that last breath where I, I was like, this is it. I can't breathe anymore. And I was trying my hardest to, to take that last breath. And finally, everything let off. And I took that deep breath in. And I sat up. And I was in my bed. The TV was on normal. And it was morning. Like, I could hear birds and my dog outside barking at whoever was outside. It was just like a no- like in the morning already. Mm-hmm. I Whatever it was. I lost a lot of time because it was like maybe 10 or 11 a.m. already by the, by the time I, I sat up in my bed. Wow. Yeah. Man, there's a lot to unpack there. That's yeah. incredible. Okay, so the TV being static, we'll start with that. I'm assuming it, it wasn't normally like that. I'm assuming, you know, you had 24-hour TV stations. It's not like in the 70s where they go off the air, right? Yeah, no, no. It, it was actually my PlayStation would always be on, so if anything, it'd be a screensaver okay. on, on the TV, yeah. Yes, that's kind of odd, you know, f- for that to happen. Were they, they calling your name in unison, the two entities? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and it was both my mom and my dad's voice simultaneously calling my name in an urgent tone, yeah. Wow, and... When you said they moved in unison when they came towards you, were they like, like literally, like their heads moved the same way? And yeah, exactly. It was a, like simultaneously. They both tilted their head, kind of like when a dog trying to figure out what you're doing. Right. When the dog's like you whistling or talking to it, and it tilts his head. Mm-hmm. And exactly like that. And but they both did it simultaneously. The third one, the tallest one, I couldn't see or it never came near me. It was only the two. So it was a really tall one, a medium one, and a shorter one. And the, only the medium and the shorter one came up to me. But those were the ones that were using my parents' voices. Wow. This is stunning, man. I'm, <laughs> this is an incredible story. This is really cool. It has so many elements of some of these other things, like the, the, the mirrored men and, and the, the three entities, of course. There's not always, but there's often three with these abduction-type scenarios. Do you remember any lights or anything outside, anything weird like that, or just the wind? And Yeah, it was actually, I failed to mention, there was like a, almost like a bright LED light over the top, but since there was a tarp there, I couldn't see past the tarp, but I just knew there was this bright like LED light almost. Mm-hmm. 
and just the wind, loud, loud wind, like almost like whistling wind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's the thing too with this stuff. Um, these entities, did they look, you know, relatively human, for lack of a better description? Um, they were humanoid. Yeah, I couldn't tell features. Like I said, I couldn't see if they had a nose or eyes or any of that. But yeah, there was a head, two arms, and you know, like two legs. It was just like a human shape, but I couldn't tell any features. Yeah, and we had a, and I had a boxer that I still have him, but he he would sleep in the back right there in between the two of the main house and the guest house, and he would sleep in that area. And uh, th there was no sign of him. I don't know. If, you know I never heard him barking. He never came out. Like it was weird. The dog never never appeared, never came out. And he was like, bark, he will bark at anything. He's always barking. Mm -hmm. So he, if, he it, was, if it was normal people, yeah. he would have reacted to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the jumpsuits were like, they were like one piece, you said, kind of? Uh, I don't know if it was one piece, but it or it might have just blended together since it was all one pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was uh, like a jumpsuit type thing or if it was pants and a shirt. But they were like long sleeve. It was long sleeve, and all the way down to the feet. I couldn't tell if they were boots or shoes or anything. Right. But definitely plaid. Wow. And it was the the red and black kind of like the the uh, what they call the buffalo plaid, the big checks almost. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they were all wearing it. Man, that's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Did anything like that ever happen again? Like any kind of missing time things? So that was two weeks before I got married. And then the week after I got married, we moved into an apartment not too far from where I live, but it was more up towards the hills. We were up on the second or third level. I don't remember. We moved out of there years ago. But we were up on the second or third level, and our apartment faced the hill. So there were no, there was no freeway, there was no street. It was just outside of our window was just a hill and and nothing back there. Um, so we were going to bed. We, you know, it was already night. I was I was going to bed. Everything, all the lights were off. I had my eyes closed, ready to go to bed. And I had actually was facing the wall. I was facing like, towards the closet. The window was behind me, so like I was facing away from the window. But this bright, again, that bright LED type light mm -hmm. flashed, like flashed in my face. You know how like if somebody flashes a light in your face, you could almost tell what color it is. Oh yeah, through your through your eyelid. So yeah, this bright blue, bluish type LED light flashed in my in my face, and then at the same time a series of clicks, like click and almost like a, I can't even explain it really. Kind of like, you know how when you switch, a, when you change gears on a, on a mountain bike mm -hmm. and the spokes make that click, click, click kind of sound. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard clicks similar to that and that bright light. And then I, I stood up fast and, and there was nothing that our, our blinds were closed. I was facing the wall. There were no mirrors. We're up on the higher level. So no car headlights. Like I have no explanation as to where this light came from. And, and the weirder part is, or not the weirder part is, but the part I should have paid attention is the time. I didn't see, I didn't notice if there was any time missing. I just went right back to bed it was weird. Yeah. Well, that's, the thing with some of this stuff, I mean, in well, retrospect, I should have, you know, like, oh yeah. man, I should have checked the time. Well, that's in, in my own abduction experience. That's one of the most baffling things to me that I kept falling asleep in uh, the most terrifying one. I I would keep falling asleep, and there's no way I should have, you know, I, that, like I should not have been interested in sleeping at that moment. Yeah, yeah, that's so weird, and it's like a such an easy sleep to fall into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was a, it's a hard sleep too, like deep, deep, like you're out. Yeah. Um, the clicks too. I mean, I, I've, I don't know if I've heard the exact same thing, but I had a, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you heard me talk about it, but I had a pretty weird, scary experience that ended in a clicking sound. 
uh, very much like what you describe. It, uh, it's to me, I described it as is like little metal gears clicking. Yeah, um, exactly. So uh, yeah, that's kind of bizarre, and that was how it kind of ended. That was the end of it for me. Like I heard click, 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 just three of them like that, and then the the whole thing kind of ended. It was uh, yeah, I got chills because mine was three also. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You said that. I just got chills. I do not know what that is, but that is bizarre. So, do you feel like you were one hundred percent awake when you left the guest house and saw those entities? Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. I was awake. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like a dream, or even those dreams that feel real. Mm-hmm. It 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 wasn't like that. I know a hundred percent. I was awake. I got up out of bed and did that. Right. Yeah. So, what do you think happened? Uh, man, I, I don't know, an abduction or maybe I walk, I, I don't know if I walked, I don't know, but they called me out is the, is the weird part. It's not like I came and like, oh, I kind of ran into them and I wasn't supposed to. So they did that to me. Mm-hmm. I was like called out, which right. was weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to use your parents' voices too. That's so creepy. Yeah, that's the part that freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's. Uh, I'm stunned. I mean, the, the whole thing is just it's it's fantastic. It's scary as, as hell, but it's like what a fantastic experience. It's amazing. So, what did your mom tell you? Oh yeah, so my mom said that when, and it's not very long because she didn't have too many like details. She was she was little. She was like maybe six or seven years old. She says that every single night when her family would get together for, for dinner or just around the living room, she's, she, she grew up in Mexico. She's Mexican. Mm-hmm. So this isn't even like a United, this isn't even like here in the States or anything. This is in Mexico. Because I heard you talking about that in your last episode that you were curious to see if it was just like a Western type thing. Well, I mean, we're West, that would be Western also, but like a, you know, lumberjack type deal. Right, right, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk to him because, you know, my mom had this experience in Mexico. So, yeah, she said that whenever the whole family was together, having dinner or or just hanging out in the living room, this was in the 60s probably. So she said that there was always a person she didn't know, she didn't recognize, and she didn't think to ask till way later when she grew up. But there was always a man in a plaid shirt and blue jeans. He had work boots, big beard, and he was always holding a shovel. Wow. And and he would and she said he never spoke a word. He would just stand there and just kind of watch everyone. And nobody. And she said she thought it was weird because nobody addressed him. He was just kind of there standing and watching everyone. But she could see him. I don't think anybody else saw, obviously. Wow. And she saw him multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. She said almost every day for, like, the longest time. He was just, he would, whenever they would get together, he would, he would be there. Wow. That's cool. First of all, I do not have any uh, from Mexico yet. I don't think I have any from south of Texas yet. So that's the first. I have some in Canada. So we've got we've got all of North America covered now. Ah, no. But, man, that is cool. That's really, really cool. And shovels are starting to come up as much as axes. Well, not as much, but they're along with axes, with him him, uh, or whatever. They, I don't think it's one guy, but whatever these things are, they're carrying shovels and or axes. So uh, a little more axes and hatchets, but uh, the shovel's starting to come up too. Yeah, that's so strange. Yeah, that's wild. That's really wild. And now it, it, it's uh, it, generations of people are, are seeing it or, well, I get, I don't, I don't know if it, you know, you're seeing the same thing, but what, it's very curious, very, very curious that your mom would have seen it. And then you would have this experience too. That is so cool. Yeah. And the crazy, she, she barely told me like a week ago when I, when I mentioned to her that I was going to speak to you on the podcast about it. And she's like, Oh, well I had a, Oh, but when I just mentioned plaid, she said, Oh, that's weird. When I was young, you know, and then she she went on about it. Wow. That's so I wonder how often that happens where people they don't know it's a thing so they don't mention it, you know? Especially yeah. when they look like normal people and and they don't have like the, the sort of intense experience that you had with it where it's just like 
you know, they run into a, a fairly normal looking guy like that, uh, you know, you might not think it's anything terribly weird until you start hearing the other stories about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's even stranger for me because my mom has always been open, uh, well, my whole family really about, you know, these type of things like cryptids or, you know, spirits. We were, we were always talking about stuff like that. And she had never mentioned that story to me. Like you said, it's one of those things where, yeah, maybe they don't they don't know it's it's really that strange until until somebody else mentions a, a little bit stranger happening. Right. Now, as you mentioned, your family had some other stories. Yeah, we ghosts, <laughs> all kind of cryptids, maybe. Uh, I could tell you one that kind of baffled about 15 people at once. We were camping in the High Sierra out here, uh, Mammoth Lakes, mm-hmm. and, and it was 15 people around the campfire. It was late at night. Everyone was sitting just kind of quietly. And I'm going to tell it like in, in slow progression, but the way it happened was a split second. So to the right of me, there were... A, there were maybe like five people and to the left of me were the rest. So I was kind of in the middle of the circle as, as the event happened or whatever happened, happened. It started off to my right. So the girl that, that was sitting like on my far right, she stood up and turned around and looked behind her. And sequentially everyone, you know, after her, kind of like, like a wave, you know, in a stadium. Yeah. Every, everyone else started standing up and looking behind them, behind them, and then it got to me. And it was, have you ever flipped a rock over or dropped something heavy on, like, on the ground that's not cement, like a dirt, like a, or a grass maybe? And there's this, like, you feel a thud almost as if the ground is maybe hollow, but you feel like a thud mm-hmm. from whatever heavy object landed on the on the ground. Yeah. So I felt that behind me, boom, 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 boom. So I stood up and looked behind me, and it happened like that. It went around the entire circle. Everyone stood up and, and looked behind them, like all at, almost all at once, but it did happen almost like a wave. People started getting up and turning around. And I had a buddy that, that had a Jeep parked up against uh, our campsite, so he – he hit his remote and turned the lights on. He lit up the whole forest, and we had flashlights, and we were trying to figure out what it was. And there was nothing, no rocks, no, no nothing that could have made that thud. Like it was almost as if something ran around us in a circle. But yeah, we were all like, "What happened?" No, nothing, nothing to be found, nothing to even see. No footprints, no rocks. It was just loud hitting the ground around all around the circle it, it literally ran around in a circle wow so it, so it sounded like someone like a bipedal like a human running exactly yeah that's that the first thing we started talking we're like oh is that a bear no so it sounded like yeah bipedal two feet hitting the ground instead of like a trotting mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's weird yeah so we we're kind of baffled about that whole thing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those, uh, you know, woodland poltergeist kind of things where, you know, was it a cryptid or was it, uh, you know, if the same thing happens in your house, you call it a poltergeist, yeah, as, as, exactly. uh, as Josh and Soraya pointed out to me so long ago. So uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, creepy either way. get back to Carlos in a little bit. Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons. If you'd like to help us continue to make Strange Familiars and get extra shows besides, you can become our patron at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. $3 a month gets you extra shows. We do at least one full extra episode of Strange Familiars for our patrons. Often we do more. And there are other levels of support there as well for things like t-shirts, stickers, pins, copies of my books, and more. 
Go ahead and check it out at patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you don't like the idea of a monthly subscription like Patreon, you can always help with a one-time donation via PayPal. Check the show notes at strangefamiliars.com and look for the paypal.me link. Another way to help is to leave us nice five-star reviews wherever you're listening, and to like and subscribe to the podcast, and to spread the word on social media. have another story have you ever heard of like the hat man or oh yeah yeah it's like a dark entity with like a almost like a derby hat i mm-hmm. think so when i was young i was maybe 10 years old my mom for for whatever reason you know i was 10 years old i got really angry at my mom for some dumb reason i'm sure and i went to my bedroom and my mom was like, after a while, she came. She's like, are you going to have dinner? Dinner's ready. And I was just like mad. I was like, no, 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 I don't want your dinner. And my grandmother came and she said, she like encouraged me to go make amends. And she said, you don't want to go to bed angry at your mother like that. And I was like, yeah, whatever. What do you know? <laughs> my grandmother, you know, I, I didn't tell her that. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I went to bed that night angry, angry at my mom. And halfway through the night, a red, like some red light woke me up. I was, my bed was up against the wall that had a a small, almost like a bathroom window, like a tiny one. I could have fit through it, but like an adult would not be able to fit through that window. Mm -hmm. This red light was shining through that window right at me. And I woke up and I, I stood up and put my hands up to the ledge of the window and I saw a really dark, the darkest dark, like shadow, no, silhouette of a man. And he had the hat, It was he had a hat on, and he had like a trench coat collar was popped up, so I couldn't see his face. I just saw the hat, one eye, and the eye was red, like bright red. And the collar was popped up, I couldn't see the rest of his face. And I, like, looked out the window, and he stepped back so I couldn't see him anymore. And when I leaned forward to to kind of follow him as he leaned back, a big, just, like, black, dark hand came towards me, and he, he hit me in the chest. And I fell off my bed, and I rolled over to the door. And I I don't know if I knocked out or, or what, but I woke up in the morning by the door and my chest was like irritated. It was red where, where this thing had hit me. So it was able to kind of reach through the window. Yeah, it reached through the window and, and it was weird because there's glass there. There was it wasn't like a window you can like I said it was like a bathroom window. You can kinda of open it slightly but it's not a full open window and this thing whatever it was reached in and and was able to touch me hit me yeah that's another thing that's coming up that that, from these other accounts nick has two stories that he's a a guest that's been on a couple times he has two stories of things moving through his window with the window being closed both times he had to get up and and check it to make sure the window was closed because yeah that's so bizarre yeah yeah, I mean, so they, I don't know, I, I don't know how it works, but it, they seem to be able to sort of defy logic in that sense. I think what might be happening is out-of-body experiences with some of this stuff, which is, you know... It's like no, astral projection type, type of a deal? Yeah, yeah, like like we're, I don't know whether they're pulling us out of our body. So, so if, you know, take your, your first account from the guest house, you know, I, I don't know if something's pulling you out of your body and, you know, you're having this out of body experience and then, you know, you end up back in your body when you wake up or if we're stepping out of our body and uh, somehow, and then the, you know, that's where these things have access to us. I, I don't know, but I'm, yeah, I'm, that actually makes a lot of sense because I've, I've heard accounts of people that can astral project. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they always they always say like they always have encounters with these entities that will fight them or like they try to harm them or or you know it's almost fantastical like they they throw like energy things at them and and when they wake up they're just back in their body but but they were able to travel and kind of run into these entities. Yeah, yeah, and I was talking to somebody about it recently and they said uh often when they did that they said they could do it and often when they did it like things one or two things would be not quite right about their house for instance which sounds a lot like this stuff you know like when things are able to reach through windows and and, uh and so forth you know yeah but i i don't know you know it's just it's my working hypothesis right now as to how that's a really good one you know i can't imagine how else they're able to do this like for me, you know, I was screaming at the top of my lungs with a house full of people and no one heard me, you know, several factors just make me think it's, it has to be, well, I don't know if it has to be, but it seems like out of body experience kind of explains this stuff because I don't know how else it's happening. It, it just defies all logic otherwise, like, you know, that, and a lot of people talk, this has never happened to me, but I've heard other people talk about being floated through their window, you know, or, or right through their wall and stuff and uh, by uh, when they've been abducted and so forth. So I think out of body makes more sense maybe than aliens with some kind of phasing technology, but who knows, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that does make make more sense. Who knows. And it's like the classic, that classic picture of someone getting abducted right through their roof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the glowing red eyes is, that's another thing I'm absolutely fascinated with. So when you looked out the window at this hat man, you you could only see the one eye? Yeah, because he was, it was only like silhouette. He wasn't facing me. Mm-hmm. He was kind of facing away from me, but still looking at me. He was looking through, like his collar was popped and he was kind of looking in between his collar and his hat sideways at me. Do you remember about how tall that window was? pretty tall i had to climb up on top of the headboard to reach it so this thing had to be really tall and on the and actually in between that wall where that window there was a space where somebody could fit but very very limited space and there was a wall that sometimes my balls would go over and i'd have to get a ladder to climb over to get to retrieve whatever toy whatever ball went over to the neighbors Mm mm-hmm so, and, and this thing was taller than the wall. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. The red eyes is another thing I'm trying to... That, that's another one I'm working on because they just don't... Eyes don't glow in nature. And when you talk about the red light shining in, you know, through your window like that, that just... That doesn't happen with animals, you know. they Oh, no. Their, their eyes can reflect, but they don't... They do not glow like that. They do not illuminate... And so many people were describing it like like a red LED light or or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's almost like producing the light instead of uh, reflecting it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's no animal in the world that has glowing eyes, but there are tales, like folk tales, from all over the world of supernatural creatures with glowing eyes that go back, you know, as, as long as we've been writing them down. So it makes me think that you know whatever they were talking about in those folk tales is what we're seeing now. It's just it's something supernatural or it meets the same description it's fascinating oh, that's yeah. why i love your podcast all the other just listening to the all your research and then other people's encounters it's it's such a great platform for people to get things like this out you know for other people to realize that maybe they're not alone and in experiencing these things well that's I'm i'm happy to do it i love hearing these stories and collecting these accounts and these flannel entities or plaid entities. It's, it's amazing to me. I'm continually stunned by the evolution of the stories from, you know, my wife waking up and seeing the guy at our feet to, you know, your story here. It's just incredible with all these, these elements woven in, like I said, of this, you know, of these other encounters. And I mean, it sounds kind of like an alien abduction encounter, but it also has these elements of, of these other fey encounters and so forth. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm so happy you shared it with me. I'm happy to finally able to be able to tell you. My wife has been encouraging me to write in, and she's like, oh, you have so many stories. Why don't you go ahead and write them in? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but, you know, and, and sure enough, I was like, it's going to get lost in his email. He's going to, you know, he has 
I'm sure all kinds of people are trying to get their story out. So I appreciate you giving me the time to tell it. It feels good to yeah yeah for for those carlos's email got lost for about a month and i (laughs) i stumbled on it and went whoa this is a good story i did not do that on purpose i try to answer everyone as they come in but sometimes things just get jumbled up and gmail has a new way they're doing things where they'll put old messages up as new messages if you haven't replied to them in a while and it's just it's not made things any better (laughs) it actually makes things harder because there's actually messages that i've already replied to will pop up as if i haven't replied to them and and so forth so uh to you carlos and to everyone who i've missed i i I absolutely apologize because this has been one of my favorite stories so far so uh i'm happy i was able to to go back and catch that yeah definitely no and i figured if if it's meant to be out there if it's meant to be told then it'll get told it'll somehow catch your attention one way or the other if it's meant to be out there well you've been very patient with me so thank you yeah definitely you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, and uh, also, I know you like to ask about sleep paralysis and dogs. Yeah, so ever since I was a a little kid, I've had sleep paralysis, even to the point where sometimes I'll I'll tell my wife, I'll maybe like feel it coming on or I'll have some sort of a weird feeling and I'll tell my wife like if you even feel me kind of struggle or try to move wake me up please because this happens to me and and I'll be awake you know sleep paralysis just I don't have to explain it I'm sure everyone knows what it is Mm -hmm. so I'll tell you know I I tell my wife like if you feel me please wake me up because I'm struggling to get to wake up to move but yeah yeah, ever since I was a little kid I would even uh, see my mom come in the door to wake us up to go to school and I would see her come in and I'd try to talk and try to move and she would just come in, you know, move things, get, get my clothes ready, lay things out for me. And, uh, I would, wouldn't be, and I try to yell like, mom, mom, and, and nothing. I'd just be paralyzed even to this day. Yeah. Like, that happened. I am not a fan of sleep paralysis at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Have you ever had experiences with black dogs? I've had one. I used to work in Nevada in a place called Tonopa, T-O-N-O-P-A-H. Uh, and it's like three hours north of Las Vegas. Small little town, and I was just there doing solar panels. We were building a, like a solar plant. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing out there on Fridays. I would leave work and drive down to to Las Vegas because I had family in Las Vegas. So I would drive down around 2 a.m. I'd get off at 12, but I'd go back to the hotel, get my stuff ready, take a shower. By the time I left towards Las Vegas, it was already like 2 a.m. So I was driving, and I I would drive by myself the, the three hours at night to Las Vegas. One of the nights, I was dozing off, and I was like, oh, no, no, I can't. And there's nothing in between those two towns. There's just desert. And I was like, I can't pull over. I'm going to freak out. You know, somebody, anybody can come up on me. <laughs> you know, just those thoughts that go through your head, like, what do I do? So I put the window down and just to get the breeze going. And over to my right, like on the, on like the dirt road, I saw a black dog. And he noticed me like I saw we almost we like locked eyes as I drove past him he turned his head just looking at me as I was looking at him and that like woke me up I was like whoa what was what was that about it was huge but I thought it was 
like a wolf maybe, but it was way bigger than a coyote. It was not a coyote, and it was black, like dark black. Yep. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, I just, the checklist that I go down with people, and, and it, it's incredible how many people have had the flannel entities or the plaid entities and black dogs at not always together, but at separate times is amazing. It's amazing. So I, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, and when go. I was in high school, sorry to cut you off. I just, I just remembered. No, no brain. Um, yeah. There's just so many stories, but I just remembered that when I was in high school, I was with two friends and there's this place down, down the road from my high school. It's called gravity Hill. I think most states have a gravity yeah. hill where you, you put your car in neutral and something pushes you up this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we were trying to freak out this girl. We were trying to scare her, and we're like, yeah, let's go up to Gravity Hill. And at the top of Gravity Hill, there's a cemetery. So you go up this hill. It's like a desolate, lonely road up there. And then you get to the top. There's a cemetery. And then you come back down, and you're on the other side of the city. So actually, when you get right to the road right before to go up to gravity hill it's a crossroad and when we came up to this crossroad there was a black dog sitting at the crossroad and we're like oh dude we're we're trying to scare this girl right we're like oh you know what they say that the devil waits for you at the at a crossroad in the shape of a black dog to sell your soul to it and this and that she was freaking out so we kept going. We were going up the. We went up the thing, you know, kind of scaring her. And when we came back down, on the other side of the city, the same black dog was waiting at the end of the road. Well, okay, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say the same dog, but it was the same black. It was a black dog just sitting at the end of the road where we were coming down. Wow. And this, yeah, this girl freaked out, and I don't know if she pulled out her necklace. It was she was wearing a rosary. She was so scared. I'm not religious or anything, but she definitely was. She was wearing a rosary, and I don't know if she, like, gripped it too tight or what, but it burst, and, like, all her beads went all over the car, and she was so scared, and and my friend just – we actually all got scared at that point after seeing the dog again at the end. There was no way for this dog to get to the other side of the city faster than we drove up and down. Right. Yeah, so that that was – probably one of the scariest like encounters with a dog i've ever had yeah that's creepy definitely creepy man well you got more stories i have a couple more of like spirits ghost type stories yeah when i turned 15 we my parents bought a house in a city in the neighboring city we moved in there so i'm trying to figure out how to start the story but this one night my bed was uh laid up up against a, a window that was so the window wrapped around the corner right there was a window like right up against itself so on the there on the far wall there was a window and then on the right wall was another window and they both met at the corner so that corner was open to see the backyard mm-hmm. and my bed was up against it uh, like right in that corner so i had a window up over my head and up to my the left side of my of my bed and this night, it was, again, it was night. I don't know what time it was. And I heard running water outside. And my mom liked to water her plants by hand. She didn't have, like, a rain rainmaker or whatever it's called. Right? The, the sprinkler system. Yeah. Yeah, sprinkler system. She didn't have that because she liked to be, like, hands-on with all her plants and, and all that stuff. So I'm like, why is she watering her plants this late? It's the moon was out. It was dark. It was, it was late. And so I moved the blinds over to see or to see my mom or to say, what are you doing out there? And I couldn't see her. There was nobody outside. And way back in the back of the yard, my mom had three trees that were barely growing. They're like adolescent and like, maybe like eight, no, like seven feet tall, maybe. They they weren't full-on trees, but they were they were pretty pretty grown already. Mm-hmm. At the far right one, at the far third, uh, so if you're counting left to right, it was at the third tree. I saw a, like a girl with long black hair wearing a, like a long white robe. And she she didn't turn, she didn't look at me, she didn't do anything, but I saw her from that last tree 
float over to the first tree on the left. So she went one, or she went three, two, one over to the left. And when she got to that last tree, she just kind of, she was, she like phased out. She, she got, it wasn't like she, it was translucent and then she was gone. No, it was like a, like she was getting skinnier, skinnier, skinnier till there was nothing there. Like she like phased, it was weird. It wasn't like a ghost thing where they just kind of dissipate into nothing. It was more like, or maybe like she was walking through a doorway that I couldn't see and she was just kind of skinny, 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 skinny till I couldn't see her anymore. Right. And that freaked me out. And then years later, we were telling scary stories and I told that story and my sister was pale. She was like scared. And I'm like, oh, did that story get to you or whatever? And she's like, no, dude, I saw the same exact thing after you moved out of that room. The same thing happened to me. I heard running water. I looked outside. Like everything that happened to me, she witnessed as well. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, ask if you had seen it or anyone else had seen the same thing. Yeah, she saw that. Wow. So, And this house was either haunted or, you know, something because every night before going to bed too, I I had, you know, a bed with a big like wooden headboard and every night I would hear three knocks right before going to bed. Hmm. Every single, and it got so normal that it wouldn't bother me like towards the end before we moved out of the house. But every night, like right over my headboard. And thinking about it now gives me chills. Like, I don't know how I slept through all that stuff. Well, that's the thing. You got to sleep, you know, and you live where you live. You know, that's uh, that's what happens with a lot of people in like really, really bad poltergeist activity and stuff. At some point, you got to sleep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of you learn to live with it, I guess. And uh, it's not till after you're, you're gone. You're like, holy, you know. Yeah. yeah how, exactly. how, did I, how did I live through that? So, yeah, that happened, and then my cousin and I, we would work out in the garage. I had all my my weights and stuff in there, and we were leaving. We had done finished working out, and when I was about to close the garage, it was like I had to pull it down, you know, mm-hmm. from, I had to pull it down to close it. When it got to eye level, when I got the door to eye level, at the far end of the garage, I saw feet, like legs shoes, pants, and legs. And I was like, what the hell? And I moved the door back up. And when I did, there was a little boy standing at the far wall. He had like a blue hoodie over his head, looking down. He was just looking down and he was wearing blue, like dockers on like khakis. And uh, my cousin looked at me. I didn't say he looked at me and was like, what the hell is that? And and I was like, I don't know. And I slammed the door and we ran. But not only I saw him, he saw him at the same time I did. And I was like, oh, what was that? We, we were inside in the kitchen, like freaking out. And I was like, let's go back. Let's go see what it was. Let's go back. And we went back and I opened the door. And of course, there was nothing there. There was nobody in there. Right. And uh, that was, yeah, this is all the same house. I was going to ask the same house as the, uh, the woman in white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then... My mom, one night, her room was at the end of the house. So if she had her door open, she could see down the hallway into the living room. And my sister's room was off to the left. So she was at the end of the hallway. And this night, my dad had gone to work, uh, like, pretty far away. So he was kind of staying in the area he was working because it, it, it wouldn't make sense for him to drive back and forth every day. Mm-hmm. So my mom had the door open just to kind of keep an ear out, not an eye because she couldn't see us really, but kind of to listen and to hear, to make sure everything was okay. And she called out to me and my sister. She didn't sound scared. She didn't sound any of that. But she called us into her room and we went over there and she's like, oh, can you guys just sleep in here tonight? Because, you know, your father's not home and I kind of just want us all to be in the room, you know, just to feel better for myself. She said that. And we're like, all right, cool, for sure. You know, we'll sleep in here until he comes back or whenever he comes back. So years later, when we moved out of that house, we were telling, you know, stories. Because I didn't tell, throughout the whole time we lived in the house, 
I never told my mom. I never told my sister. I didn't want to freak anybody out because we had to live there, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't tell anybody what happened. And, and so we were telling stories later. She asked, she's like, had you guys ever seen anything? And we started telling her. And she's like, oh, well, remember that night your dad wasn't home? And I called you guys into the room, this and that. And we're like, yeah, that, yeah, that was weird. What, what happened? So she said her door was open and she was just, the TV was on. She was reading a book, but she just had the TV on for, I guess, background noise or I don't know, whatever her reason was. So she heard a coin drop and the coin rolled towards her, but she couldn't see the coin. She just heard it drop and roll. And she was like, what? So that got her attention. She turned the TV off or or turned the volume down and she looked out into the hallway and when she looked out into the hallway, she saw a tall, dark entity, like a shadow person, walking towards her room. And she said the closer it got to her room, it didn't, like, bend over to crawl down. It, like, melted. Like, it it went into it, like, it melted it down into itself until it was on the floor. And it started crawling on all fours towards her her bed like really fast it's just crawling and that's when she called out to us and when she called out to us uh, this thing just disappeared and we came over and she was like she played it really cool because i never <laughs> knew she had, she had seen anything yeah that was like the scariest thing i don't I, i've never seen anything that scary crawl towards me or anything like that no way yeah that's that's a lot of nope for me that's yeah no 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 yeah that's wild. <laughs> And that was at the same yeah. house as well as as the same other. house. Yeah. yeah, same house. Yeah, was it an old house or? Yeah. It was pretty old. I think it was built in the twenties or thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there. So my mom had a dream one of the nights before she had seen that of two Rottweilers under the house, just going crazy, barking, foaming at the mouth, and they were under the house. And and it made sense because the house was up on, it was like off the ground so you can get down to the plumbing. It had like an under, mm-hmm. like an area under it. So she dreamt that and she told the neighbor, she's like, man, I, had, I couldn't sleep last night. I had this dream or whatever. And and the neighbor was like, wow, no way. The elderly couple that lived in that house had two Rottweilers. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> And they and they both passed away in the house, not at the same time separately, but they both died in the house. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So either they were very upset, or or they were doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing in that house. But that house was very, very non welcoming. Mm. Well, don't live there anymore, right? Your parents? No, no way. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, that's good. And, yeah, and we didn't move out because it was because of that. We just, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a bad time. But yeah, so actually, because we left in such a, we didn't leave in a hurry, but we we left kind of down on our luck. We couldn't really bring a lot of stuff with us. So all my workout equipment that I had in the garage, mm-hmm. I left it there. And I told the neighbor like, if you want it, I'll sell it to you really cheap, or or you know what, just even have it. I don't want to deal with it because I can't bring it with me wherever I'm moving. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell my sons. And so she went over there. After we had moved out, everything was moved out. No, no, the house was, uh, nobody was living in it. But my stuff was still there. So she went over next door to take a look at the, at the equipment. And she said that the windows rattled and she heard from inside the house, get the, you know, F out of here. Oh. Get the F, you know, out yeah, of here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and, and she freaked out, and she's like, no, I'm not taking any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, so, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Carlos, thanks so much for sharing your stories. Thanks for listening. I, it's actually really great to be able to talk to somebody about all this stuff. Oh, man, I love it. And mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I think, I don't know. I, I like uh, I like the story where the girl pulled the flannel man's beard, but... Yours might have it for the creepiest so far, and it has the most stuff going on, I think, around the uh, the plaid things. Yeah, like, definitely. Like I said, like I mentioned in my email, like uh, possible flannel man, not sure, but right. all these things, all these things fit into it, but nothing fits into it exactly, or it doesn't follow a, a certain 
thing that I've heard before. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm counting it. It counts. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's awesome. Awesome stories. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Just like to note, you can always find us at strangefamiliars.com. We'll be back next week with another episode of Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. You can join the Strange Familiars gathering group there as well. And we're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.